dad bod rap pod riding sideways like a James Harden fall away three. If you if your feet aren't underneath you, it's not like you're trying to make a shot. You're trying to <laughs> is draw it a long foul. jump? Is yeah, it is just, it triple jump? It's like just what are you silly. doing? It's like a WWF kick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, how are you supposed to defend a guy who's doing drop a jump kick, kick at a you? Drop kick. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> drop kick hard. And, um, he the just Warriors wants to... stole that game, though. They played so bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, very, very fortunate to, to get the win. Um, oh, let's introduce ourselves and stuff. I just talked about this. I am CP3. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. If he doesn't get an injury meltdown, he has like a mental breakdown and gets thrown out of the Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Such a pissy player. Yeah. He's so pissy. It just, it's annoying to watch. But anyway, my name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One, and I hate the Houston Rockets. <laughs> uh, to my left, we have Mr. Nate LeBlanc. Uh, I can admire certain things about the Rockets and the way they play, but it is tough, and I want the Warriors to like just maraud on them now yeah yeah <laughs> it's like they, they are a very good team though and i think that the statistical revolution that led to their style of play of only taking layups and threes is fascinating even though it's not fun to watch yeah yeah their jam's kind of a little bitch too I, uh, he's a genius like he's like he's he said he's, he's one of the people pushing the culture he forward. he sent us a bruder film of fucking <laughs> take together as um uh, foul calls to the league. I know the it's a particularly like, bad day as a Warriors fan to be defending Daryl Morey, but he's fun on Twitter. He's a really good GM and like a little bitch at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, all rolled into one. And with that, we give you Dave Ma. How's it going? Really good to be here, guys. Uh, go Dubs. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, no, we're 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 flaming homers over here. We don't we don't make any allusions to uh, the drink from The Simpsons with the cough medicine in it, where they <laughs> light it on fire. Damn, dude. <laughs> Reference. <laughs> going going deep. Um, do you still fuck with The Simpsons? You know, that's such an interesting time like that new, you brought that up. New Simpsons. I'll, I can watch for like 10 minutes. Occasionally there's a good joke, but I'm episodes or seasons, seasons. three through 10. Like that. That's my oh, three shit. Through 10. Totally, I love. Totally. I love episode, seasons three through ten. Like uh, to me, it's that's like fine wine. It's shit. the best show. It, totally. Like you have to now include Sopranos, Wire, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, Simpsons, and I realize you guys will see that I'm a suburban white person by those picks. <laughs> um, but those are the best shows. But you have to take eras from the Simpsons. Like right. I'm not. I'm not saying like you like know, Rings of a Tree. Right. Yeah. This shit's been on too long. Man. It's crazy. But yeah, then, it's been but then, like I just watched. Uh, five minutes of an episode flipping around the other day and bart is in a rap battle 50 cent is in it exhibit is in it i think okay and i'm just like what is happening yeah like, right, this is right. it, but if it was in like 1989 and it was cool modi and mm-hmm. big daddy kane i would have thought it was the coolest thing that's ever true, so yeah. for, for kids now no 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 their kid, thing no, no, right kid, i don't know kids yeah, don't fuck the, with the, the, the new simpsons is that true? the new simpsons kind of remind me of like south park everything is just re- referential Reference, it's right. new whereas like the old episodes were like lore and shelbyville and, totally you know what I mean? they had a heart totally yeah. totally so yeah. but yeah. that's the only direction a show like that could go right um I, I, i'm i'm distrustful like it, of yeah. anything that runs longer than 10 years I'm I'm just now I'm like you made a franchise out of one fucking idea and your ability to bleed it like South Park same thing. Um I just I'm like no, a good franchise dies. Right? right? You have right? to know when to end. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You, ha- you have to. But I mean like so this is this is a while ago now, but I don't know if you guys remember this. They like made 
certain 7-Elevens into Quickie Marts. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, yeah, like me and my friends fully went. I yeah. ate the donut. It was like, you know, the pink, the famous pink donut yeah. and right. bought the Duff beer, whatever. Exactly. Like, right. I, uh, I'm very big Simpsons head. Like, I'm right. fully quoting the classic pre, time. That was pre-Apu before we were I know. really. I actually really like that documentary that the comedian Hari Kondabalu made, uh, uh, The Problem with Apu, and I think that it is time to retire that character. But, like, you also don't want, like, the woke police coming to totally. All your childhood memories. Oh no, right. they there. They in there. They kicking over shit. They yeah. they tossing shit. Now the the eighties and nineties are pretty fucked up. No, <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> did, did you guys ever up. watch the movie Mid Nineties? Yeah. No, the Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Oh, sorry. That's Ooh. funny though. I think even they would think that. My totally. white guys got them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, the it's about these skater kids and they constantly use the f word and not fuck. Right. And yeah. like a, yep. Jonah Hill, I read like a little anecdote wanted to put in a scene where they would like talk about kind of for a lack of better term the politics of using that term constantly they're constantly calling mm-hmm. each other that mm-hmm. and the which produ- was pr- which the was regular that's what i'm saying so it, it, this is that exactly made, what that i'm saying feel so real the produ- yes it did the producer who happened to be um a homosexual gentleman was like would they have had this conversation back then and he was like no definitely not he's right. like then don't put it in it's like yeah. don't do this for my feelings like you're making a movie about this time that needs to have some like verisimilitude sure. and like to be true to your experiences because it's sure. such a personal movie for him so i yeah i mean it, think sh- till shockingly late in like when we would consider modern times totally. that was perfectly acceptable well i mean even going back and listening to our favorite thing, which is hip hop. Yeah. So it's, it's lots of ouch moments. Lots. I yeah. Mean, when you yeah. hear Q tip saying it, it hurts me. Totally. You know? Yeah. yeah. Even E Don. I know, I know. There's, but, thing, there's things from like 2005 where I'm like, whoa. But you know, E Don and actually Brother Ali, too, uh, both are artists who I experienced live with with songs with that word and they would self-censor right so okay that's great so to they see. so they get it that, they get it yeah that, yeah that's a little that's you gotta uh, change with the times or at least just understand right yeah i i think i think the brother rebu- ali said that yeah wow it, it was actually a really good rhyme too but right. you know you can't really right right, and, right. Uh, yeah the he, cat was out the bag <laughs> it, <laughs> it was uh staggered him one one Ouch. punch brought out the Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it, it was just such a stand-in word for you know, yeah, dummy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, but it, it's kind of like one of those things where now I'm like, look, if it if it was cringeworthy back then, as long as you cringe now, as long as you're willing to cringe now, then yeah, yeah. then I think that's all we can do. I, I don't know. Yeah, we can't scrub the past, but I. It's mm-hmm. also not like, oh, it's the '80s, so it was okay. Right, right. You know what I mean? So Word, I mean. Meanings matter, you know. Yeah, so. Abso- absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, we'll be looking back at these podcasts ten years from now. Oh man, <laughs> bro, really? You said that about Harden? How could you? <laughs> about President Harden? I was just gonna make that same joke. That's so funny. President Kanye, it's like oh, our, our first bearded president since Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh man, That's getting funny. foul calls at the UN, just kind of <laughs> falling on the floor. Uh, so, so, and kind of. Not as jovial news today. Uh, John Singleton, uh, director, just passed away today. Um, and he had kind of an interesting intersection with, with hip-hop mm-hmm. um, at a particular time. I would, I would consider him, the, for a time, the voice of hip-hop on screen. Right. Like he, was the a, he was a hip-hop filmmaker. Right. Yeah, yeah, and maybe maybe the first. Yeah, and especially for us, I mean, the, the intersectionality like also crosses with our childhoods. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, brief anecdote: I have this. I when I was 
the age when the movie came out, I had the same bedspread from Target that Trey has in uh, Boys in the Hood. No way. Yeah, like oh, down wow. to that level of detail. Jeez. I thought I thought Boys in the Hood was the coolest thing in the world. Same. And like, so, yeah. and he was the coolest guy in the world. He's 23, making this right. incredibly moving film right, about right. his neighborhood mm-hmm. and has Ice Cube in it. Right, like, right. To me, I'm I was like just going to say, completely I mean, mind blown. Also, uh, you know, responsible for largely introducing Ice Cube. Yeah, to a national audience. You're right. Yeah, right. As, yeah. An as, as an actor. As, as of an course, actor. Of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, Dave's I. Dave's like, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs> to a young Dave hey, Ma. Cool that voice. was his. Uh, that was his. <laughs> Doughboy was his introduction. No, I actually <laughs> saw uh, Boys in the Hood at the drive-ins with my mom. Wow. Uh, which got a little uncomfortable in certain scenes. Totally. Um, but yeah, it's. He was the voice of. He brought hip hop to the screen, and he brought the West Coast experience. Mm. Um, He's very much a chronicler of LA. Yeah, yeah, to the screen in a particular way, and um, you know, he was just a, kind of a seminal figure for mm. for a while. Um, now, you know, I'll I'll be honest. I think Boys in the Hood obviously is like part of my DNA. Um, wasn't a big fan of higher learning or or Same. you know poetic justice. Um, I am though. I am a proponent of Baby Boy. I've I, never I, seen Baby Boy, no, but I'm going to change that. Yeah, no, you I, should. You should. The, 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 the whole thing on Twitter and kind of around today was like, Boys in the Hood is a classic classic, and Baby Boy is a hood classic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's, 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 uh, it's a great film in that it gives you, you know, um, uh, an experience, kind of the, the father-son dynamic in a black community that you don't usually see. It's not even mm. like the Furious Styles kind of like super conscious dad. It's just a dude trying to kind of show up for his kid. And mm-hmm. it's like decidedly un gangsterish even mm-hmm. though it takes place in a crip neighborhood and Snoop's in it. But, um, but yeah, I've always felt like that was kind of the underrated. The That's underrated cool. I want to watch it. I, I never gave it a chance. It was by the time I started working in the movie store, it was like Snoop's in another movie and it was in like the bargain <laughs> bin. And I just never like gave it a chance, frankly. I, I guess I wasn't really checking for things because they were from John Singleton at that point. Right. Like, isn't contemporaneously he's doing the Samuel L. Jackson shaft? Right, right. So, no, remake. So fa- Fast and Furious, too. Fast right? and yes. Fu- too Fast, Too Furious is his right. one, and I okay. do like that movie. <laughs> I always respect okay. artists who can, like, go do a passion, passion project and do some shit for Bank, and you can see the line. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, and I'm okay yeah. with that. One, yeah, for yeah. Th- one for me, one for them. Exactly. That's how yeah. so many actors make their living. Totally. Yeah. I would do the exact same. Uh, I don't know. De Niro's on, like, 12 for me. <laughs> He's like, I gave you Mean Street. Shut the fuck up. Like, uh, I'll do as many rom-coms as I feel like. It's a little different when you get to his level, yeah, right? Or it's age. Like, yeah. 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 But um, no, gone too soon, man. I, I didn't kind of get the, the 51 details. 51 years old. Had a, had a massive stroke a couple of weeks ago. And today wow. his family decided to take him off of life support. Also music videos too, right? Seminal ones, right? Yeah. Uh, remember the time. I was just going to say. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. So straight up kings and queens, though, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, the hip hop trivia about the Remember the Time Michael Jackson video is uh, the far side or among the dancers. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. See, I'm learning all kinds of shit. Today. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, Eddie Murphy and Iman are yep. the the yep. it's like coming to America, basically. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're they're James Earl Jones and whoever plays James Earl Jones wife. And um, yeah, Michael Jackson, obviously, that's probably his last big hit video, right? Michael Jackson. Yeah. Is that before Black or White? Dude. Neverland. Whoa. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay, only Dave can make those jokes? <laughs> you're, like, you're like security footage from Neverland? No, oh, uh, no. I'm like, oh, my 
sorry, guys, but it goes back to my thing. As long as we cringe about it. I cringed. <laughs> I was yeah. doing the Chrissy Teigen <laughs> face. That's what I'm here for, guys. Nate does a great Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> Off top. <laughs> Off top. <laughs> One of my many imitations. That's right. That's right. Um, so in our continuing effort to mine 1994 for all of its worth, uh, we are going to do another retrospective episode today. Um, I'm a little bit surprised because with the preponderance of fake anniversaries, like the 27th anniversary <laughs> of Living Proof or some shit. Um, <laughs> it sorry. probably literally is. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're probably not that far off. Yeah, it's, uh, and just all the goofy shit that people will post. Right. I did not see one thing about this album, which came out uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I maybe have some it was theories. Yeah, um, some theories. It's not their best work. Mm-hmm. It's not Illmatic. You know, it's like right. Illmatic, Illmatic sucked a lot of the critical the retro a- apparatus juice. out of the room. Like it was, and I guess people were saying, like I wasn't on Twitter, or certainly not in this way for the twentieth anniversary. But the twentieth anniversary of Illmatic was still reverberating uh, when the twenty fifth came around because he gotcha. did the movie, right? And oh, everybody kind of told their right. stories, That's right. right? That's right. And then there was just another huge one. Um, what was it? It's, um, I can't remember, which is fun radio for you guys. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's like a, the starting point. Yeah. But, but you know, not being a group's best album hasn't stopped these ridiculous celebrations. I, absolutely. So absolutely. I, I, I don't get it, especially, you know, especially these Titans. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, confused, but we will, uh, retrospect that shit anyway, because that's <laughs> what we do. <laughs> Critically acclaimed retrospectors off in the, off in the building. Um, so stay tuned as if this is an actual radio and on the other side of the break, we will have our 25th anniversary retrospective on outcast Southern playlisted. One more game. It is uh, the Dad by Rap Pod. We are here doing our retrospective necrophilia that we've. <laughs> <laughs> not comfortable with that term. Necrospective? Oh. Ne- a necrospective. Damn. That's Dave. like listening to all the Uncle Howie records. <laughs> Ouch. Necro, Isn't that like waterboarding? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take nonfiction first record. I was I was into my yeah, black helicopters. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, good yeah, record. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Uh, didn't LP produce that song though? That song. Yeah, that, right. that song, yeah. On but there. not the whole album. That yeah. song's sick though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, time of his life, a capitalist with a communist wife. wife. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, I was on that record so hard. Um, but that is not the record we're talking about today. Today we are talking about Outkast's first release, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Funky Music. Um, which turns 25 or turned 25 uh, last Sunday. And as we mentioned in the intro, not too much fanfare around it in the kind of um, clickbait retrospective world, um, which is just, again, boggles the mind. Um, But there is this idea that you guys have forwarded that it's because this is the starting point for OutKast and where they ended up 
was so far. They have one of the best-selling records of all time. Like, Hey mm-hmm. Ya is what people think of for Outkast, sadly. And, right. like, there's a certain segment it will be, like, Elevators or, like, Fresh right, and Clean. Right, right. And then there's, the you know, the Hey Ya and just, like, cultural ubiquity. You got to kind of be ahead. Totally. Or, like, an Atlantan at ATLian, mm, I suppose, <laughs> uh, to, like, have really, like, messed with this. Like, right. that, like it, I don't think it, like, made a big cultural impact. Right. I mean, they've been on the radio for so long. They've soundtracked different eras at this point. So totally. Someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, those guys from Hey, yeah. It's like, no. Well, well, I, I will say this, though. It, it did make a huge impact in the sense of this is actually the birth of Southern rap. But that's not something you think at the time. That's like a historical perspective, right, right. don't you think? Well, this joint sold five hundred thousand units out that's, that's at, at the beginning. Yeah. Players Ball was Players Ball was huge. That was a huge. Right, right. That was a huge, huge record. It was no, on no. the radio. It, it was like it was well, not really out here. It was on the video shows. Players Ball. I Players Ball was on was, was yeah. on the radio. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it was it was and a CMC, of course. But yeah. yeah, you know, I think they hit twenty on the Billboard with with yeah, Players no, Ball. Huge. That and used to be a big thing. Now, if it's not number one, it's nothing, right? <laughs> it's it's Old Town Country Road or nothing. <laughs> I, I I get it. Well, but Damone, like a a couple months ago, you wrote a little thing about um the South has something to say. Yes, uh, yes, this. So, yes. I mean, it all sort of ties in on on Notorious. Uh, please you. check it out. <laughs> My little byline there. Um, yeah, so I, I, I definitely look at this record of saying, you know, yes, it's kind of like the Star Wars New Hope of, of, <laughs> their, of their trajectory, um, but at the same time, it was, it was a watershed moment in the sense that the South was not taken seriously. Like, before mm-hmm. this, it's like MC Shidey and, like, right. booty, you know, it's like this is just booty music or right. it was this total disregard for the entire region, and what I dig about this album is to me it it gave me the feeling like the first time i watched atlanta Mm. and went Mm. you're taking me into a space i've never been before Mm. um from the opening salvo which is like weird trumpets and shit yeah no it's almost like free jazz or something right sounds like some like marcus belgrave like sample it's like (laughs) word yeah when yeah. i was listening back again to it today i was like damn i didn't realize this started so weird yeah, yeah and there's like a kind of this spoken wordy thing that happens and there's mm-hmm. a walking fucking upright baseline and and so i remember uh my one of my brother's girlfriends left the tape at the house and i'm just like ah what the fuck is this pop that shit in heard that interlude and by the time you you're getting into the the first track I'm like, this is one of the best things that I've ever heard. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, this, it completely blew my mind in terms of sound because, of course, you have organized noise. Yeah. Right. Who's incorporating live instrumentation in such a way um, that, to me, was even ahead of what the Roots were doing at that time. Like, it was so... To me, it reminds me more of, like, Amp Banks-style hmm. mob music where it's, like, it's slow, it's funky, and they use live instruments in a way to make what could only be thought of as hip-hop production. Like, they're not funk records. Well, like, but, but mm-hmm. the Dangerous records were more kind of like this slightly crudish funk kind of formatted for for a hip-hop purpose. Organized Noise brought this weird texture, and it kind of blended into this idea of the dungeon. Um, yeah, you're just you're, you're introduced to a lot. The album gets going, like, really weird and then really fast, which I always think is... Uh, is a great way to start an album. And like th- they can up. just wrap their ass off. Right. Like both right. are coming out spitting fire. Right. Like it's just like, it's cool. The, the, the essential things about Outcasts are set up immediately. Right. 
it's like Andre's the weird one and Big Boy is mm-hmm. the the street one, which right. we all know is reductive and not totally true. And there's a lot of crossover there, mm-hmm. but that's that was like the the thing, right? Right, right. And then they're so young. They're so young. I did yeah. an interview with Big Boy for Ego Trip on like his top five favorite records or something, and we were talking about uh, when Southern Playlistic dropped, and he's like, "We dropped that album, went on tour, did shows, and came back to senior year in high school." Wow. I mean, literally. Wow. Wow. That's ridiculous. I yeah. went to a fish concert before my senior year of high school. So <laughs> pretty much the same. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, no, they they were they were mad young. Um and it came across I remember it struck me as as uh and I heard Big Boy talk about this one time as like they listen to Souls of Mischief too. Right. Like that was my right. my one of my initial takes was like, yeah. ooh. Y'all the, fuck with souls the too. The dense clusters of internal right. rhymes. Right. Yeah. So it was kind of, but it, and it, like the world building. It's like when you listen to Souls of Mischief's first album, you're in that house where they're like, right. having the ciphers and always have the beat machine playing in the background. Like in this, you're in like East Point, which I had no frame of reference for mm-hmm. whatsoever. Right. And just going like, I'm in their world. Right. Yeah. And yeah. their world is like full of these like long, slow, like loping bass lines that are so thick, dude. It's so tight. Like, totally. It's trunk music. Yeah. For sure. Totally. And, and the album's kind of pacing uh, really has that. I forgot how long this shit it's is. It's long and the songs are long. The there's songs are five good, minute right. songs. There's six minute songs and there's a ton of interludes. Like I was like, get and it, that's part of the reason. Seven minutes. Yeah. That, and that's like, there's a lot of dudes to fit on there. Totally. And that's one of the best songs. Like, <laughs> totally. But you just would never do that now. It's no, just no, not, no, it just no, would not be a thing. It's kind of a, an antiquated thing, but the reason I, I kind of felt like this record struck me so hard is because in the tape era, um, having something this long, if you had to fast forward any of that, I would hate this album. Right. <laughs> right? Because it, it just, it was such a fucking chore. You're wasting your batteries. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Your Walkman batter- batteries are, were getting eaten up. So, um, yeah, but, but I do think, just to return to this point, and like I'm happy to be proven wrong, this is just why I think it's not hitting in that kind of like clickbaity anniversary way, they got so much better. This is very good. Yeah. It's a great starting point. It like really it put the South on the map. It introduced mm-hmm. us to their world. It set the kind of tone for their partnership and their um working relationship with organized noise. But like it's as an album, it has some issues, some of which we just enumerated. Like Definitely. it's it's very dense and it's like there's a ton of weird little moments where you're like now i'm kind of like and you guys know my stance on skits and interludes these days is that i don't have time for them so when i was listening back today i'm skittish (laughs) on these skits um and like more of a quaalude than an interlude i'm just like (laughs) just pushing the joke way too far um but yeah i don't know it's like you're telling me you didn't like club donkey ass the interlude no no, i did (laughs) that's very entertaining but it's like you you i had to go through three interludes to get there yeah, yeah, you right. know what I mean. And the yeah. songs are fucking long, dude. I skipped some of the ends of the songs. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, we get the point. Like, right. It's just the kinda... east point, if you will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we have intro to let you know, ain't no thing but a chicken wing, which I always remember because there was a, um, when I was working at Sam Goody, circa 1995, there was a white girl who came in and it was like, "Do you have that one record with the ain't no thing but a chicken wing?" She's like, like, "It isn't no thing." <laughs> No, she was good. She was on top of it. Nice. Um, welcome to Atlanta Interlude, Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. The title track, me and uh, me and Tracks a Million, rapped over this instrumental at the high school pep rally. Really nice. That was like our coming out party. Uh, 
at, at Andrew Hill High School to like, oh, these guys are rappers. Andrew Hill, <laughs> mystic <laughs> playing at the talent show, and it was like it was basically that. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. No, we we were on this record so so hard. San Ho playlistic. <laughs> no, I'll go back and rewrite. Plus seventy else. funky music. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of puns in there. Yeah. That that was a yeah. So that was that was a huge one. Um, then of course you have Players Ball. Best Christmas song ever. Yep, pretty good, pretty good song. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like wood. Follow my every step. Take notes on how I crept. I was about to go in depth. This is the way I creep my season. Here's my get to rep. I kept to say the least. No, no, it can't. All right, so kind of the thing that started it all, the gateway drug to Outcast, was, of course, the greatest Christmas song of all time, Players Ball. <laughs> and I mentioned that because me and my good friend, uh, Kenny May, a.k.a. Mecca, had heated, heated arguments about whether this was a Christmas song. So it came out in... Uh, but there's two different versions, right? So could you both be right? Potentially, but not back then. We okay. Were, yeah, fighting. Because it's pre-internet. You, can, you couldn't right. check, you can't, right? Well, you can't, like, make the reference real. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was kind of like, no, he says, like, deck the halls and shit. Like, it's, it's in there. But apparently, the original version, which was on the LaFace La uh, Family Christmas album... Had actual sleigh bells in it. Yeah, for sure. As uh, did a lot of songs back then. Yeah. But yeah. this is like more more noticeable. Yeah. And so they went back because the song hit so hard, they went back and took the sleigh bells out. And even uh they tried to edit out some of the some of the Christmas references. If you mm. go back and listen, it's kinda it's kinda silly, but interesting. Is this kinda like the uh how um the Eric B and Rakim song, he's like it, it was gonna be uh, an answer record for what have you done for me lately, Janet Jackson, but then they're like Actually, that's not really a good idea. But then you, they still have the line where it's like, so oh. then ask, what have you done lately? Whoa. Yeah, it's like there's like more there. But I'm like, they just never developed the idea of the song like that. that. He just like know. left it in there. Jesus, damn. Nate dropping the truth bombs here. Uh, uh, Rakim did Positive K's woman voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to pitch it up a lot. Yeah. He has a very deep voice. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think the video – was the viral thing pre-viral there was no internet but right. um the video the was, the, was the was was the hit um and even in their physical kind of how they looked in the video um did kind of harken back to souls of mischief like they really big boy is kind of doing the rapper hand kind of wave mm -hmm. thing and we really i remember at the time we really were like felt seen i guess is what we would say now right um and so Iconic video, again, taking you into Atlanta, which we had no context for at the time. Um, but the auteur who brought us those visuals, of course, was Puff Daddy. Oh, in the video. He directed yeah. that? Yeah, he directed, he directed the, video. the video. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So when we get Andre shirtless playing pool, that's that's a puffy... <laughs> <laughs> That's a puffy call, which which Andre was like, ah, I didn't want to do that. But I'm Interesting. Like, oh. Yeah, so he, uh, they had opened for Big. Okay. Um, and he was so kind of enamored with what they were doing. Wow. That he came down, shot the video. Um, and yeah, it was the video that kind of really, for me anyway, and, and for us out yeah, here. Yeah, set it really, off. Kind of yeah. really, really set it off. Um I don't know if we need to include players. If you don't know Players Ball, I just feel it's a little cheesy for us. <laughs> it's such a hit song. Like we put Lottie Dottie in the pod. Um, right. Yeah. So, so in the potty. In the potty. Uh, <laughs> so Players Ball definitely um, a huge record and kind of helped them get get signed to the face. But I was interested to hear their first debut on Wax that got them the actual deal was a TLC remix. 
Interesting. Well, yeah. TLC was like already conquering the world for yeah, the face, right? Yeah. right? So yeah, that, right. that's a good tactic. Yeah, yeah. So organized noise kind of uh, attached them mm. to this remix, and it 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 got their attention. And apparently, um, uh, oh, I'm forgetting their label person who ran who ran that. Um, they were looking for another arrest. L.A. Reid, right? L.A. Reid. Yeah. They were looking for another. A- L.A. Reid is the la and uh, baby, baby face, face is the face. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so they were looking for another arrested development. Mm. That was their. They scoured Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> but they were still thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> A game of. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, at some point, we'll do. Uh, there's like an interesting kind of pre-outcast um southern rap uh they're they're actual their click down there there was a group called parental advisory oh okay yeah, that came out a couple years before yeah and was kind of like a, and they shot them out on this record too um do you guys know y'all so stupid absolutely that was some course. early van full of pakistanis yeah van full of pakistanis yeah i like that 85 yeah. south yeah. yeah 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 totally so there was there was kind of like Talk about souls of mischief! Like, oh yeah, yeah exactly. those guys could have rode in vans interchangeable, and wacky worlds of public transportation, and all that right. shit together. Right. Yeah. Very similar vibe. Totally. So we we were like, kind of. There was this these sporadic hits from the south before uh, pre outcast, but this kind of congealed, you know, mm-hmm. all that energy. Yeah, um, and so players ball, uh, and then after that is claiming truth. Well, it is yeah, so my track is claiming claiming true because it comes on after Players Ball, which is you know so ubiquitous. Um, but for me, I like this track because um, it's a track that has meaning for me because it's more on the personal than the musical. You know, sometimes they smell like glue or paste and it transports you back to like kindergarten (laughs) so this song instantly transports me back to uh junior year so um that's that's pretty much it i mean i feel like they for this album that turned 25 this song and some of the other ones are ageless Absolutely, absolutely. And then we have the club donkey ass interlude, which is Nate's favorite. That's, that's my that's my <laughs> cut. It's the uh, twenty dollars sack pyramid of this record. Absolutely, um, I'm, it's it's not my track. I'm claiming, but I was because you're really claiming true. And <laughs> sorry, sorry. I was like so uh, like surprised. Funky ride is like a weird like vibe out track like it's, well that's it's a the very reason. interesting song like for them to do on their first record and like it it just it breathes it has like right. such a like an interesting like laconic pace like mm-hmm. i had totally forgotten about it i think i skipped it when i was younger yeah. well i don't think that was hitting for me at 13 the, the, you know s- the source gave them 4.5 mics because of Funky Ride. Interesting. Ah, yeah, they interesting. decided, like, if it wasn't for that Funky Ride shit, yeah. y'all would have Now I kind of like it. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I'll throw that on in the car and ride around, which yeah. I think is the point of it, yeah. and that's, yeah. like, the culture of, of Atlanta. where they're from. Oh, but yeah. he rips it, though, dude. I mean, he yeah. kills it. Totally. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like the number of things they introduce you to. Also, kind of the strip club, Atlanta strip mm-hmm. club kind of mm-hmm. sound and vibe is first surfaced here uh, on, on this record, and I remember being, like, you know, as a youngster going, I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> trying to conjure it. Um, yeah, Funky Ride definitely aged well. And, and then they thought enough time had passed, so there's another interlude. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then True. it's uh, get up, get out, which is like such a good posse oh, cut. I don't think it's mentioned in like the posse cut. That's it true. Really isn't things. It's like it's, this is a good song, and it's like Goody Mob is like ripping it. Totally, Clock they had seven such a, a yeah, um, yeah, another very long song after the six thirty one funky ride. Like <laughs> this is a solid fifteen minutes on two two cat two Damn. cuts. Totally, those two songs are longer than Earl Sweatshirt's album <laughs> from last year. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah it's get up get out I think maybe it's not considered a posse cut because it's such a message yeah rich track it, it reminds me of wake up all the teachers <laughs> type oh, of vibe you know what okay. I mean yeah like yeah. the rap version of that yeah a little after school special kind of a, a little bit but I think um even though Nate hates the the interlude that precedes it um I think the whole kind of setup where they're kind of taking you to the street corner and, and there's like, it's the interlude before it is called flim flam. And there's like a kind of a two timey hustler guy. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. It's very cinematic for a group coming out the box. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's right. what I always felt. It was interesting. I'm like, are these actors? Like what are, what oh, are they, right. what are they doing? But uh, I think get up, get out is where we learn that CeeLo um, is a killer. Yeah, mm. dude. I loved him as a, rapper yeah like, I, I like love early good emob and mm-hmm. i just thought he was such a good like soulful yeah rapper so now when he's like kind of like a pop star and a disgraced possible <laughs> right. like Creep. sexual assaulter right it's just so depressing Golden, and it, but it's like i remember um i might have told this story on the pod before like my aunt coming up and being like do you know this guy Narls barkley <laughs> and i just i cannot not do it like we're at christmas or something and i got a like wine stained teeth and i'm like let me tell you something <laughs> that's not his name and hit that guy is CeeLo from the goody mob and i'm like you know like nobody gives a right. shit they yeah, don't hear my yeah. little hip-hop history lesson <laughs> at christmas but your aunt didn't want to hear about danger mouse yeah exactly it's like then there's brian burton <laughs> aka danger mouse from the gray album which is you know it's like nobody wants factoids dude totally. yeah but i just like it's you know we the whole thing of being like a hip-hop head is like i was there first it's kind of like the indie mm-hmm. rock cred thing where you're right. just like oh, i like the early stuff better right right, that's, right. that's pretty much true for every group except for outcast like <laughs> and i do really like this record i want to like stress same, that same. and especially this next track which is going to be my little track i'm going to talk about but um their their greatest work comes in the middle of their career for me 100%. it's like you know the three albums that follow this are stone cold classics and like you can't imagine a hip-hop world without them mm. for me mm. so mm. it's just like they were just like on fire after this they just right. got they like took this and ran with it and got so creative totally. and deep and soulful and like right so much i i think just better constructed albums everything well um, at uh at fife's funeral um andre got up and was talking and he was like dude uh q-tip and five taught me about song construction we were just mm. fucking going bars dude bar for yeah. bar yeah and yeah. on this album it's like after hearing that you can sort of see how fucking raw they were you yes. know all energy yeah but so like you do your 48 then i'll <laughs> totally, do my 56 totally <laughs> and it, it was kind of like uh we got to see on the organized noise uh documentary mm-hmm. um, the art of noise kind of yeah it was this you know, the dungeon basement space where everybody's like really trying to murder each other lyrically, which as a rapper, look, every every city has a group of dudes who are doing this. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's what rappers do. Right. Uh, Except for ours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nathaniel, I'll have, you know, there are 22 dudes somewhere in Campbell <laughs> rapping their asses off right now. I'd like to hear that. Um, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> so, so this kind of collectivism where rappers kind of coalesce around a producer, 
and are constantly trying to top each other is it's a thing. That's right? how great music gets made. That's right. that's hip hop culture. Right. One upsmanship. Yeah. 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 So that you definitely get that on this album as you can tell mm-hmm. cats are trying to kind of like out virtual virtuoso mm-hmm. each other. To hear Andre on this now after like sort of like you know, mm-hmm. revisiting today and then to hear him on um Anderson Pack's new song. Totally. Ridiculous. I love Ridiculous. that. I love that verse. Totally. Dude. That's twenty five like, years removed. Yeah. You he know? just he came out of just like Unbel- uh, pinch hit grand slam. Totally just knocked it out the park. Yeah. yeah, his his chop game is still just exquisite. Ferocious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, in in kind of the the vibe of this album, which is slow, funky, expansive, we have one of the, I would say one of the better um, or one of the greatest weed songs ever. Yeah. What's up? So the next song is Crumbling Herb. Um, it's 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 a great song. Again, five ten. That is yeah. not a short song, right? Um, it's a long blunt, if you will. Yes, seriously. <laughs> it's the whole. I don't know how much w- would go in there. It's like the whole eighth is in the. Bl- I don't know. There's no. There's a joke there. I'm not making <laughs> properly, but anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a great song. I really associate it with. In my mind, it's like the thing you would play after if you're doing some kind of like late night DJ set or like yep. a lounge club, set yep. with. Um, uh, Doobie Ashtray by mm. Devin the Dude. Okay. It's like they're nice. they're b- very similar songs where it's like it's all it's all about like escaping your troubles and it's very soulful and like sung. Part of the songs are sung, so mm-hmm. I always think of the two songs together, even though I've never p- DJed in that environment before and probably oh, never really? will. It's like <laughs> you're not the only person who comes up with imaginary DJ sets right. who would play. Exactly. <laughs> totally do that yeah, shit. Totally. Well, when we're in Atlanta, we'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Instead of taking the 9 p.m. slot, I'll take the 2 a.m. slot so I exactly. can do my little uh, <laughs> Devin the Dude thing, which I, I don't want to get into a whole thing here, but I just want your guys' opinion on this. Is Texas the South or yes. is Texas its own thing? No, I no, no. Like, it's it's te- te- Texas? like is UGK Southern rap? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, now you have to understand as the son of a Texan and somebody who has family there. They consider themselves a thing unto themselves. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. Right. So Texas is like we're fucking Texas. Right. For our Grouping category purposes, right? It is the South. Houston right. is the South. Yeah, you know, All Port right. Arthur is the South. All right. So anyway, th- I just find those those to have some similarities. But I love this song, and like my only little anecdote about it is that I have smoked to it quite a bit. <laughs> and uh, that's not really a story. Those are a lot of songs like that. But um, there's they put it out on a 10 inch like a green 10 inch for record oh, store day a couple of years ago Uh-oh. on the back like as a B side of some other outcast song and really? i can't even remember wow. what the song is because oh, dope. i was like you know i don't really do record store day because it's like amateur hour yeah. but i occasionally <laughs> i will like go afterwards and see what's like left from the yeah, special yeah, releases yeah. like looking for the one particular thing maybe it slipped through the cracks or whatever you didn't want that tame impala picture disc <laughs> <laughs> like a uh, rod stewart reissue right. campaign totally. um it's more expensive it than the, the used records anyway do a whole thing on that uh, luckily, I don't have to hold these grudges anymore. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, There's only so much time left in this crazy world. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just a crumbling nerd. Um, nice. So th- there's like, um, yeah, I don't remember which which uh, track it's even from, but having this on vinyl is just great. Like, it's just like, yeah. I, and like, I don't know if you guys do this. 
um, for many years, I kept the 10 inch records in a separate bag because I was like They're concerned tight. that they would warp in, in the records the, in next the, to the them. 12, yeah. 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 Do you guys do that? I just no. keep them separate. I'm undoing it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm now filing them within the things, and this is in one of those like thick plastic sleeves. So okay. like, I'm okay. never gonna find it again. Like, Pretty I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna be, be getting for, it, for ready for my late night DJ set, and like remember that it's in between two things or whatever. But anyway, um, Crumble and Herb, fantastic song. For for me, the song that is hold, held up best for this, like yeah. it could come out now. Like it's oh, not totally. really of its time. So right, it's like agreed, weed, agreed. weed anthems are timeless, and like they just sound some, great. On some it. weed anthems yeah. are timeless. <laughs> I mean, be, before the show when we were talk, picking our songs, uh, that was actually my pick. Nate and I, unfortunately, share the same hip hop brainstem. Yes, totally. yes. But, it makes uh, it hard for things like this when we always <laughs> want the same song. But I definitely yeah. agree to your point that this definitely has a timeless quality to yeah, it, for sure. Um, the next song is Hootie Who. Hootie Who. Yeah, I always think of that woman, Carla Hall. She was on like an early episode of or uh, early season of Top Chef, and then she was on that show, The Chew. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Mm, I don't. Think she's so. like kind of like a minor. I'm not minor. She's a, like on TV, uh, food celebrity. Yeah, and I know her, who you're her catchphrase about. was Hootie Who. So me and my wife just Ooh. are always like, Oh, is that Hootie Who? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, so that's so, what so I she's the second. She's the second person to steal it. <laughs> um, Master P during the No Limit run came out with a complete hootie hoo whole shit, and I remember Big Boy. Um, I think he references this on AT Aliens or something um, about cats just stealing your whole shit. Like uh, Master P stole the shit like writ large. It's wow. hilarious. Wow. Um, that was that was. It's a dope song. I I feel like that and Deep, which is um, the last song before the Players Ball reprise. Um, the song Deep is interesting to me because this is outcast at their kind of the most angry uh, Hotep outcast. A mm. little bit. A little bit. Keep mm. going because as we've seen, people really want Hotep content from they, us. They do. <laughs> they do. I, I can't talk about it because I still don't really understand what it is. Hotep. Hotep. <laughs> um, so on here, this is like, um, you can tell they're still underground because this is like, Outcast is mad at white people. Like you never get this, you never get a whiff of this on any of the other albums, which yeah. is interesting. So this is it's very drenched in, you know, white people as the devil, Caucasoid Mountains kind of hotel ideology. Um and it was just so interesting because at this time that was kind of the the sole uh intellectual area of New York where this is coming from. So I remember being like, Oh, they're kinda talking kind of five percenter ish that's weird people yeah. in the uh, black people in the south hated white people <laughs> why would <Why>? they <laughs> yeah. why um <laughs> there's and that you know on this album there are these little moments where like even andre's talking about like why the fuck should i go out and vote like there's this really kind of almost anarchist vibe that they were they're probably kicking. not even old enough to vote that's right funny, 17 dude. right yeah. it's on some rock the vote tab yeah. <laughs> shirts coming out this summer <laughs> um so i always i always liked deep just because i'm just like you're they just never went there anymore yeah like that's the, interesting this kind of like a glimpse into their past basically yeah and they kind of you know they kind of uh took off from there they probably started seeing the crowd at their shows <laughs> 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 it's like we're not doing the mutant gene thing again. Uh and then we have what I think is is so appropriate and kind of amazing is they have a reprise right. of Player's Ball, which I'm not sure a rap album has really not ever a ton had. of reprises. Yeah. 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 So it, it almost made it like this cinematic um black exploitation 
kind of totally. vibe to it. It was almost like Curtis. Well, the hook is very Curtis Mayfieldish. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So it, is it, that Sleepy Brown? It is Sleepy Brown. Yeah. It's yeah. just funny they decided the album wasn't long enough. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we need two more minutes. Totally. It's <laughs> we need two more minutes. Um, How long is players? Well, it's only four twenty-one, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they had to get it up into the six-minute territory. <laughs> so all in all, too. an hour four minutes. Um, total running time. It's a for, it's for a great record. It's a great it's record. It's the foundation of one of the greatest groups in hip hop history. Yep. Um, probably the best duo. If you're going two rappers, two rappers. If you go DJ MC, you kind of got to go Gangstar. We're, we're not going Tribe. Are you I don't consider, consider that? them a duo? I consider oh because group. of Ali. Yeah, Ali. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Same. Fair. Fair. I, I don't know. Is that like uh, do, do people consider Tribe a duo? I I consider them a group. Okay. 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 Uh, you, you know what? what Respect to Ali Shahi Muhammad. Yeah, he's would, integral to the whole. Yeah, thing. yeah. To but the, it, like, to the you, and you and can't just pick out beans. one member of the Dungeon family and be like, "And Rico Wade is, <laughs> yeah. you know, the third member of Outkast." Yeah, or no, no, They're just at, two MCs. As, as a as a as a two person unit, I think definitely. Um, yeah. I've always felt that Outkast is the rap equivalent to the Beatles, and I kind of feel like. This is an, um, I'm, I don't want to make a fucked up Beatles analogy. They want to hold your hand for six minutes, 31 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo 3000. Yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper's only player's ball. Um, Whoa, uh, that's a long tail on that kite. So, uh, <laughs> but that, that idea of, of being, making iconic albums in transformation, right? Because yeah, whenever right, I run right. into somebody that's like, I don't like the Beatles, I'm like, it's not fucking, I want to hold your hand. Right, I, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. you don't understand the fucking trajectory right, that, right, that right. happened. And with Outkast, I think that's that's definitely true. Where yeah, They mark the eras. It's like they're setting the pace and mm-hmm. everyone else is following them. Right. And it took a really long time for folks to catch up. I think about um, uh, Stankonia, uh, which is kind of right sort of when they're they're heading towards this kind of split right Mm -hmm. um i felt like nobody was able to uh catch up to that level of weirdness until 10 years later right yeah like you just started seeing like cats that were like okay that's kind of outcastian common electric circus right right Yes, yes. Oh, and then we didn't even talk about the Erica Badu. Well, I was just going to uh, say, there, there, there is a part in every rapper's career where they get super weird, and there's <laughs> one person who happens to be around all the time. Totally. She has the best joke when they ask her who she thinks the greatest rapper of all time is, and she's like, I don't want to fuck up my child support. <laughs> I, can't, I can't answer that. That's great. Um, so yeah. I was going to bring it up when we were talking about something earlier, but I don't know if you guys caught this little piece of news. Uh, Big Boy bought the house where the original dungeon was. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah, how really? fucking cool was that? that like, is that's amazing so to cool. be in the position to do that. Like, I don't think the Atlanta real estate market is as crazy as ours around here, but it's right. still like competitive. So that's he amazing. had to like put in the highest bid to like win it, and he's gonna like I, th- I think turn it into like a little museum, yeah. little Motown I know, a museum might be too far, but you know, like yeah, like a, an installation kind right of. Right on. I would go. Yeah. Congrats. Dude. I would definitely want to go. That's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 kind of a um, a monument to kind of a sound and a time. And, mm-hmm. and this idea of like mutation. So right, you have right. one album, and I look at the uh, the the debut of kind of the Atlanta TV show series as being an extension of this. So you think about twenty five years and like all the things and the the space that Atlanta holds in the music industry is just ridiculous. It's Prior the to all 94- of the hip hop industry for sure, yeah. right now, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. In, a, yeah. in a certain manner of speaking although la although la is on the come up la has a scene for sure yeah la is definitely on the come up and has since you know 
forever. The Arabian Prince days. Like, there's always been right. a, an L.A. hip-hop scene. And now right. it's, like, a totally different kind of kind of rap where it's, like, um, you know, you have Greedos and Shoreline Mafias and stuff. Right. But that's not mainstream. Like, right. if you compare that to 2 Chains and Migos, like, right. the, like right. normal people would not know what you're talking about. That's true. That's true. Right. And and so it's kind of like there's this huge arc that, that kind of shoots out of this, this record. So... If you got an hour and a half to kill, I would definitely say Southern Playlistic, uh, kind of like music. Um, and we'll, I guess as the years go by, we'll catch the retrospective train on all these <laughs> shows, right? <laughs> right? I mean, uh, it's I have thoughts on all of them. Kind of up until the one where they were like old-timey bartenders or something. Are you making fun um, of Idlewild? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't mess with that one. You don't fool Idlewild? They, Hollywood Divorce on there, which features yeah. Lil Wayne and Snoop, is pretty dope. That's, a, that's hmm. an okay song. Morris, like, Morris Brown is pretty cool. Um, they an, they it, like literally only have one bad album though. Like you just can't say that about that many. And people. even that's a soundtrack. Even that it's a soundtrack. Yeah, and they soundtrack. were they were trying to do something different. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a movie, right? Has anyone ever? It's seen actual the movie. movie. It's it's on it. the par with um, the great Prince film Under the Cherry Moon, which okay. is to say fucking terrible. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, but, but although it's interesting, Big Boy actually out acts or is a better actor than oh, Andre in, than Andre in that shit. I. I have so no idea. Andres has has like a full on film career. He's yeah. like he's been in a number of movies. He's in the new um, Claire Donny film with Robert Pattinson. Um, High Life. It's like it takes place in space. It's okay. My, I, wow. I have to bring this up every time I talk about this movie. The trailer, not even the movie. It's like it's an art film, right? Okay. So it's like about the like existential ennui of space or something. I haven't seen it yet. I will definitely watch it. In the trailer, a dude jerks off into space. He's like on the. <laughs> Okay. He's like on the space shuttle, cranking okay. it, and like lets it go into space. Wow! I have to see this movie, right? Wow. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna not like just let that go by context free. Like I have to Man. know what happened. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. I so I don't think it's Andre. You don't think it's Andre? <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is like, what do you guys think of Big Boy's solo work? I big boy there. Big big boy has a moment every five years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He has. He I really has, liked Shutterbug from his first. Uh, okay. His first uh, mm-hmm. solo record. Uh, mm-hmm. Luscious, Le- Luscious Sir left. Luscious foot. left foot. Oh, Sir Luscious left foot. Yeah. 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 He has a couple really good tracks. Um, yeah. The, I kind of like that Fantagram record because of course I would. Right. Right. <laughs> it was like made for us. I mean, I can yeah. do without some of the lush hooks because I mean, just give him a good beat. Well, here's the thing. I figured out Big Boy a while ago, and because sometimes I'm like, God, I love this guy, and sometimes I'm like, Ah, he's okay. If he's on a beat upwards of 100 BPM, if you think about it, the way you move, fucking great bop, song. Bop. Uh, his new, his latest one that was in the the i uh, the iPhone commercial all night. Mm. Um, fast when he's rapping, when he's on Jamel, Janelle Monae shit on the, right. the tightrope. Mm. When this shit is fast, it, it totally complements its cadence. Once shit slows down, mm. um, it just it stops being fun. Mm. And I've put this to the test many a time, and I'm like, okay, that's what it is. Yeah. So uh, not as a member of Outkast, because all of these songs are super slow. Um, not all of them. I mean, my intro to let you know is pretty fast, but he's even when on the slow joints here, he's still but 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 but. And at some point, he started to kind of 
kind of lay out a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and which doesn't necessarily benefit him as much. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. That's not his style. Yeah. No. So I think Andre can get away with the slow swag. Yeah. 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 Of anything. He's dripping with it. Yeah. So it's it's interesting, but he's he's had this career where that I appreciate because Andre just doesn't give us a lot. You know what I mean? Big Boy's like, fuck that. I'm working. I have to yeah. say, one of the most interesting things that happened in culture in a while was when they did that little tour so he could pay for his son to go to college. <laughs> yes. So and he cool. was so upfront about it. He yeah. was just so like, cool. and he wore those jumpsuits with yeah. the messages on them and like yeah. was oh, only that's doing one of the like best a, things ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was like, that was so cool. Like, right. he's the coolest guy ever. Transparency. Right. Have you guys ever watched that movie where he's Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. yeah kind I of a tough watch, watch I, I thought. I couldn't get through that either. Too, too like, uh, I, I'm using quote, air quotes. You guys can't see film school. Mm. Like it, um, it felt like a, a first film, or like they're trying to be like tricky. Yeah, and they couldn't. They couldn't use the. They music. couldn't use the music. So once they didn't have the families okay, it kind of it. It was going to be a rough go of it. And my problem with I I love Andre three thousand. I just don't think he's that great of an actor. Mm. I, every time I see him on film, I go, "It's Andre three thousand, right? Just sitting in right, the scene." Right. Right. Same like, with the Hendrix thing. It's like, oh, look, who can we put in a Hendrix wig? Right. <laughs> who has yeah. the gravitas to try to portray? Uh, right. But and I, I don't know him personally, but his like public persona is not so tortured. No. As, like, he, he seems like I'm not seeing guy. Andre and like thinking like heroin addict. Totally. You know, like that, it's uh, like he's like walks around in the East Village right. and takes selfies totally. with people. Like he's, totally. he seems pretty good with his life. Well, but which it's is not um it's not Andre two two thousand nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the uh, Key and Peele sketch? That so is one funny. of the great sketches Hilarious. of all time. It, it is really funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of unfair to both of them. Totally, but totally. it's like it's it, like everyone could get yeah. like yes, you're just going off the most stereotypical totally. like view of when he them. comes out as like freaking Robin Hood. Yeah. That shit is oh <laughs> so good. His drink order is all crazy, and then yeah. he leaves without paying for it. Like yeah. it's, it's a brilliant sketch. Yeah. But but, yeah. but it, it kind of Andre turn kind of like you know everybody made fun of him and then again a decade later right. everybody's doing in the it. world right. the, the like right. the existential crisis of being the coolest guy in the world is like Early. only you know yeah. for like 10 years yeah well, he, he's the closest thing to like he's like a hip-hop bowie you know? okay yeah 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 i, w- I would definitely say that and it's kind of interesting you know um direct in his lineage is future and mm-hmm. Young Thug, 100%. and like they they come, you know, straight out of his mm-hmm. tradition, and so his style, and even the the Anderson Park uh, verse, is just so relevant. And I'm like, shit, this was 25 years I ago. Know. You could have been, you could have made an argument he was top 10 in '94 yeah. with his shit. You know what I mean? And like to still I'm be have to think about that for a while. A lot I, of stuff was happening back then, but yeah, I mean, it, the the longevity and the people coming back to him, I think, has really been kind to him. Um, he, he is often discussed, especially by kind of like left field, non hip hop head, hip hop heads mm-hmm. as one of the great rappers yeah. of all time. Yeah. I, I, I vacillate on that. I don't know that he totally is. I don't, I, I mean, he's, but if you listen to him on a verse for verse basis with pretty much anyone, you'll be amazed by like the wisdom he, of it. 100%. The technicality is definitely there and he's not like some like cypher right, broke right. dude. It's like, he's an artist he hits all those spokes on that wheel yeah you know presence yeah you know, smart, do you consider him tools. to be upper echelon i do i yeah, do but I, do. I i didn't consider that until i was a little bit later yeah uh, a little bit older do you demon uh i always compare him to this he is hip-hop's randy moss which is to say the Get greatest running like randy moss <laughs> when whenever he wanted to be the greatest mm. he was the absolute mm. fucking greatest right but it's it's just it's only consistency right that's the right. only thing that keeps him from being 
mentioned as as goat level. When you look at well, what a, what a Jay Z does and say, I put out album after right, album. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Album. I think it's full projects. Yeah, and it's what you need. And you as a and as a I, rapper, a you can get away with heads stuff. Are not gonna go for like the the back half of speak love below or whatever you know what i mean well there's damn them to hell there's weird <laughs> shit going on like that's your best mc yeah you know what i mean i don't know there's this andre 3000 uh mix that i always play it's by producer his name is uh big cats shout out to him it's fantastic it's a collection of all his verses and his it's Lucy's. literally yeah, yeah literally probably better than most people's albums yeah, but it, but it's it this sure I, it the yeah. idea yeah. that his his fastball has more zip than anybody you line up, line them up. Whoever you want, yeah. Whoever you want to say in this genre, his his chop and the wisdom within it um, is is next level. Now, the fact that he doesn't do it over and over again as a choice, because um, he doesn't that, have to, because he doesn't have yeah. to, and that's on him. Like I right. can't, you know, I I've, I've been back and forth. Like God damn it, how dare you hold back from us? <laughs> and then he drops a verse, and I'm like, ah, damn it, Dre. Totally. Love you, bro. Yeah. yeah, that Anderson verse seriously was ridiculous. <sighs> He's a genius. Like I'm, I'm like totally enamored with his style. It's, it's. I think you, you guys are laying out the two sides of the argument pretty well. So I don't have a ton to contribute there. But I think it's like how people like will still be like Lauren Hill is one of the best MCs. It's like you guys have to get over that. Like, right, right. There's just not enough there. Mm-hmm. It is a high level of rapping for a short period of time. But like, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, I it's like it's those great careers like the Anthony Hardaway. Right. Of, uh, oh. of, of hip hop. Where, right. You yeah. know, you have an incredible couple year run. And short at some point, size. at some point, we'll talk about maybe some of the great short runs. I was yeah. thinking the other day about uh, Tretch. There was a there was mm. a point where Tretch was like unfuckwithable. Yeah. Maybe yes. 18 months, yeah. 24 yeah. months where he was the echelon. Yeah. Of of rap and a, a big inspiration to uh, to a young Marshall, young Marshall Mathers. Um, <laughs> you can definitely hear it. It's that rat-a-tat like machine gun mm-hmm, flow. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything makes sense. Everything's crisp. It's, yes. it's like perfectly delivered, and it's like it's too much for the standard person to follow. Mm-hmm. Andre's verses are never like that. Right, they're no. like a, a dude talking to you. You can on totally a porch. hear it. Right. Yeah, but on if a, you do break it down, then it's like, damn, those are, those are some cool linguistics, you know? Like yeah. totally. Like yeah. yeah, he definitely has verbal lingu- linguistics. Yeah, all, all all day. So um, if you didn't know, Outcast fucking incredible. Then <laughs> you should know by now. Um, we'll do another. We'll do another segment where we literally just arm wrestle about the best the best album out the catalog which is not this i get it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but i always have a, a special place in my heart for when andre was still loading his gun <laughs> and, before you know he let mean? it off in space yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um so there you have it uh 1994 was a very rich year we'll we'll mine it a little bit more in future episodes that's all we got for now dead by rap Hunt. <laughs>